bittersweet toxicity. So as ever, the bearer of bad news, Mark, you do have a little bit of static now. It's very... It's, it's Patty. We were fine until that bitch got here. <laughs> <laughs> we were Last night we were laying in bed and he said something to me about like, my being with him, like the, our lives would like always be this nightmare because it's like we're off revolving door of like his family coming to stay and then leaving and staying and leaving. So I looked at him and then I looked away and I looked at him and I looked away and he was, he started to smile really uncomfortably. And I said, wait a minute, I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, got to pack a bag. I mean, I do love him. It's just, you know, sometimes I. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I was married for the majority of my adult life. And I remember I used to tell him all the time. I'm like, it would be so great if we were neighbors. (laughs) It's nice. It's been lovely seeing you. Now go home. I've had enough of you. Close enough. But when I need my space, I can go to my house next door. Good morning, everybody. Good Welcome morning. to Bittersweet Toxicity, Episode 9. I'm your host, Vanessa, as ever, joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Patty and Mark. Hi. Good morning. Count Chocula over here, Count Dracula. <laughs> no, that would be more like, good morning. <laughs> ah, ah. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Feel like the Crypt Keeper. Here's where it starts to derail. Here's where it starts to get really weird. Oh, like, you know, not sleeping and traveling for months. Things were completely on the rails then. Totally. (laughs) Totally, 100%, completely. So before I had left North Carolina, I had two laptops. One of them was older and I had just bought a new one before I left. So I believe I took both of them with me. I I kept the old one. I gave the new one to B. And there were times where like, we just weren't always together. I was, you know, working or I was at my parents visiting when I wasn't working. I went through the history on the laptop. Oh boy. You really learn a lot about a person when you go through the history. And I found what seems to me to be very, like, weird porn. Not just lesbians or, you know, whatever, stepdaughter. Like, nothing fantasy-related where you think most of that is, like, normal Porn. Kay was into very normal porn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I found like vicious porn and I found really weird porn. Like, I don't even know. I can't remember. It was just really weird. Like just things that like a normal person is not into. And maybe like out of curiosity, I don't know, Mark, you can probably talk more about this. I know you're married. This feels like a safe topic. Let's go. As a married man, I mean, have you ever looked at porn for real? (laughs) That's funny. 
<laughs> That's a funny question. <laughs> Come on, ask a real question. <laughs> okay, so do do you sometimes look at like a really weird porno because you're curious about it? I know there was one that Jay had like traumatized an entire the entire house of flies with. Have you looked at <laughs> Oh my god, yes. I've forgotten. There's more than a few of, of those, actually. Now, I'm saying, like, at this age in my life, you know, I'm long past that point now. Uh, uh, you know, I could see that maybe have, having been true in the past, but certainly not now. Like, I'm saying, like, if, if, if you're pushing 50 and you're st still in your I'm trying to figure this out stage, then you're really slow at this. Like, no, but when fun. you were when you were in your twenties and the zipper on your jeans gave yeah, you a boner, did you like? Did yeah, you yeah, that's look what I'm at back then? Like you know, uh, you know, yeah. Again, exposure to you know, I didn't need to go looking for the weird. You know, all I had to do was go over to the House of Flies, and it would be like playing on monitors on every wall. Uh, uh, Patty, yes. to give you context here, like uh, we'd be hanging out, and this guy, like he had control over. There were like workstations all over this apartment. D's craziness, and uh, uh, he would sit there and like throw porn up behind people's heads. So you'd be like having like you know, you'd be doing something in the kitchen, and all of a sudden there'd be porn playing behind your head, and then you'd wonder why everyone's going like, oh, because it wouldn't something horrible. Like, like, watch as the cameraman lights cause all the bugs to scatter. Like, terrible, terrible, horrible things on the monitors at that house. So I certainly didn't need to look for strange. Uh, I, 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 internet was very young. Like, that's the scary thing is like, I, I still remember transitioning from America Online to the actual internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, it's certainly, like, finding stuff was very, like, a la carte, you got what you got. You know, the weirdness factor was higher just because, you know, it, it's almost like searching garbage cans. You know what I mean? Nowadays, uh, you know what I mean? The, 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 the ubiquity of everything now. Like, mm. the internet has been optimized to present you with whatever the hell you want. So, 11 years ago, when Pornhub was really a thing... Yeah, it was already a thing. So you already have like, again, that's what I'm saying is that like, you're like, oh, yeah. when you're presented, when you're like searching in like the 90s for things to look at, who knows what the hell you're going to end up with. Right. You're, you're, you're working off of like, you're downloading files. You're waiting 45 minutes for it to download. Do, 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 do. Oh my God, let me, yes. Let me go get a sandwich. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like in the modern era, in the 21st century, like you're being presented with a menu and you're making choices. So it's a lot less like, oh, you know, this just kind of happened. Like mm -hmm. that that sounds an awful lot like an excuse you stammer out as your mother boots the door in. It just happened. Right. It fell in my lap. Right. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea where that penis came from. Exactly. <laughs> and it was bizarre because I asked him about it and I said, what is this like this is not normal why are you searching for like chicks with dicks with three boobs and a hatchet like what what are you <laughs> looking for like i don't i don't even understand this history patty and i are now going like well maybe there's weird and then there's weird yes <laughs> And if no. that stuff exists, which, uh, you know, other than, I'm maybe, abs and other than maybe anime. 
Rule 43. I mean, I'm pretty there sure. are people that obviously are looking for I mean, if they're even And I'm not kink shaming anyone. If there's a supply, it's because there's a demand, right? And here's the thing, like, <laughs> I'm not kink shaming anyone, but oh, the type of history that was on that computer didn't equal the man he painted himself out to be. Like, it confused right. me. And I was like, what? what is this this is really weird why are you searching for these things he that motherfucker told me it wasn't me it was my roommate i let him borrow the computer and i'm like you gave him like the code to log in because at that time i think it was new where you could log in using your email and you put a password in i'm like you gave him the code to log in that's really weird like why would you do that that's my computer well i didn't give him the code he must have seen me put it in but then you just said you let him use it that's more like he right. stole it you know uh i will say that you have valid points in here but uh we're also trending into territory where like you know disaster <laughs> here there be monsters it's like you know stories that start with i started going through my book or I decided to check my girlfriend's search history or right. any of those conversations, they almost never end well. Like, like mm -hmm. you, when you start like what? screwing around and digging up stuff, like, you know, oftentimes you'll find something that'll bother you. I have a saying that I tell my friends and I tell my child and it, and I just use it in general for things. Don't look for things you don't want to find. Right. Right. And it's a lesson I've learned much later in life. But at this time, I'm still newly out of this whole disaster with Kay. Right, so right, right. I'm in this mode where I'm like, well, I am going to check on you. I'm a curious cat woman. I am going to look yeah. at your history. I would say and it was a curious kitty. Whoa. <laughs> Go away with Probably that. at that time, I was too very sexy. <laughs> so it was it was really weird and it made me really uncomfortable and i didn't believe him but i also didn't continue to have the argument with him yeah out of all of the the the, the red flags and check signs that you like blown right by in this story this one is quite possibly the the most benign of them all Right, right. Like in terms of me, I'm like, you know, like if, if, if you didn't want to go poking around in the dark corners of someone's mind, don't go poking around in the dark corners of someone's mind. Like you learn better. Again, as you were saying, there are certain things you learn over, you know, the course of your life. One of the things you learned from this relationship was your search history, your problem. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, when the FBI knock on your door, I'm, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't, I, I, he was just on the internet and, uh, you know, usually, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> right. I wasn't even there. I have, I have a proof that I wasn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I have, I have almost never heard a story that started with, I was going through their phone. I was going through their search history that ended positively. Like, right. you know what I mean? I can't think of like an instance where they're like, oh, and then I saved his life. <laughs> we never would have found it if I hadn't checked his searches. Well, <laughs> because other than you know there are those psychos that just don't trust their partner or whoever and they look for stuff usually if you're looking for something it's because they've given you some sort of indication that something sketchy is going on 
Well, right. And by this point, I had seen the text messages in his phone to know that he is not who he says he is in terms of this relationship. So, yeah, I'm poking around in the dark corners of your mind because I like to fight a battle with ammunition. And this to me is ammunition. This is is the type of ammunition, though, that I immediately threw in the trash and said, ew, I need to go cut my hand off now for touching it. It's, it was bad. Oh my God, now I know. Right. Ah, why did I look? Right. I looked at the trap, Ray. Yeah, and I <laughs> fell right into it. So <laughs> during this time, I was talking a lot still to Patty. I was talking a lot to G, a lot to G, who, like I said, was going through a very similar experience. And, you know, G has a very deep voice that projects. And at that time, there weren't really like, earbuds or headphones or anything like that and remember b had bought me a smartphone so it was like my first real smartphone with the flat screen and the touch everything so i decided that i was going to go out and put one of those i don't know what they're called but like the shade screen protectors where like someone standing behind you can't see what you're typing on the screen right it's it's a, a formal lenticular the, it's like lines so right it's like those things where if you like you move it you're like oh it's the star wars cover oh it's empire strikes back <laughs> no it didn't change like images it just was the no. type of and i understand in... it's the same it's the same concept it's, it's right it's, it's plastic with like lines in it so if you look at it from an angle you see the lines instead of what's through it and you lose track of the image yeah well and the screen just looks black to them so yeah. i put it on there because like incognito because he was always standing right next to me and looking right and he's nine feet tall so he could like exactly. get an orbital strike even, on your phone i didn't know i didn't even know those things existed to put on your screen yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's uh, essentially the the funny thing is is i'm absolutely certain that the very first one that someone deployed they just cut a phone-sized chunk of the window film because that's what it is it's the same thing it's 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 just a sticky piece of plastic that's got little lines of 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 it's the same as those people where you drive up on them in their car. When you're right behind them, you can see through their car. When you get into the next lane, you're, you know, black. Yeah. Same thing. So Yeah, so I put that on there. And I remember B at one point during one of our stupid arguments, because now we started arguing a little bit more regularly, during one of our stupid arguments, said something to me about, like, having this screen protector. And I think I probably lied to him and was like, I needed a screen. I dropped my phone all the time, which is true. Cause I have these little tiny clown hands that can't hold more than like a tiny toddler sock. So I'm constantly dropping. Yeah. You were all good on the little Nokia flip phones, but then the moment they went, you know, Oh my God, you're like, I can't take an iPhone eight. It's too big for my hand. Exactly. <laughs> I so I think I said to him like, Oh, I need a screen protector. And this is all I could find. This was all they had, whatever. Like, once you start lying to me, I'm going to combat you with... <laughs> I was just shaking my head on the oh, the lies, back and right. forth, the lies. Yeah. I mean, uh, at this point, at my age now, knowing what I know, and some women at a younger age, or men at a younger age, knowing what I know, would say, oh, I'm pulling the plug on this. Like, this is dumb. We're lying to each other. This is stupid. I just was so deeply lost that I kept hanging on thinking it's going to get back. It's going to go back to what it was when we were living together for the first three weeks in North Carolina and be it, magic. 
Yes, if 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 you had a a a, a healthy and functional relationship with this man, Patty would still be in bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd be moving still. Yeah, you know I mean, like we the, 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 there there would be very the, the story would be rather thin without right. the dysfunction. So. Well, yeah. and so here's the part about G with his voice. It's very deep. He projects a lot being of the theatrical type. So Acting. exactly. So he's talking to me about some movie that he's going to be in, like one of the Jaws franchises, an extra or something. So we were talking about that. We were laughing about that. B knew G was not straight was of the homosexual variety (laughs) like a fine wine and delicious but he knew that there was no threat there b during one of our fights later got so mad at me and threw that in my face may i speak yes this just reinforces what mark and i said on various occasions. It's not a jealousy because he thinks you're going to cheat on him. It's not a jealousy of a boyfriend. It's a jealousy that he wants to control every aspect of what you do. And he doesn't like that you have friends that may deter him from closing you off from everything other than him. Right. No, that's true. Because I think we had spoken in a previous episode about my friend Kay. And he really pitched an absolute bitch and said that she was in love with me. And he really, like, we had a big fight about it where he got really a little bit more physical with me for the first time. Like, picked me up and threw me on the bed and held me down by my shoulders and was yelling in my face about Kay and the relationship that I had with her and demanded that we no longer speak because it was upsetting him so much. In a nutshell, that's like the best summation I can come up with. If I was gonna freak out and yell at somebody, I I definitely would have been about Patty. Yeah, exactly. But again, remember Patty, if he was trying, it was something I didn't notice. So either he gave it up as a bad bet or just was waiting for uh, Patty to tip her hand in a way that he could come after her. And that was like the one relationship that he couldn't come between no matter what. Not, not, you know, because I think I'm anything, but I think that part of the thing that threw him off too with me is I'm so even keel. I'm so nice. I'm so like amiable. Like it was hard for him to figure out what angle he could get at, get at me to like paint a bad picture for you. You know what I mean? Right. Because not, I'm not perfect obviously. And I do have a temper and all that stuff. But when you're just an acquaintance, you don't see that. You see the, wow, she's so nice. She's so, you know, like she doesn't speak loudly. She's not overly this. She's not overly that. She's just like right down the middle. Like, what can you say about, you know, what? There was nothing negative that he could probably find to say. 
And I honestly think I almost kept you like a trade secret. I probably didn't even tell him <laughs> how often we were speaking because I think at some point subconsciously, I probably realized what was happening to a lot of my relationships. So I, I held you away from him right. because I didn't want him to break that. And with G, it's not that B could break us. I really stuck by the fact with, well, G is gay. Like, I don't care what you say. I'm not going to stop talking to him. And we, G and I continued to have conversations quite often throughout this time period. But what I did was tend to have those conversations away from B because I didn't want to hear it from him about like how. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm talking right now and I won't stop talking. I'll try not to take too many deep breaths and we'll just keep going with the podcast because we don't want to hear the lawnmower in the background. Oh my God, I think I'm going to pass out. Call 911. <laughs> so we talked about the weird porno. During this time, I kept thinking about that text message between B and J about the hot tub. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking about it. So I put on my monocle my fake mustache, a fedora, and a trench coat. And Hopefully when, you're wearing clothes under this trench coat. Listen, it's my story, okay? Be quiet. <laughs> I Sounds kind of creepy. Did a little bit more sleuthing in the computer. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. We were already at like, you do know that searching the, you know, checking the search history, like it's, it's just like, you know, Ooh, I love playing with hand grenades. And you're like, ah, I will do some deeper sleuthing. Oh, she likes hand grenades. Yes. And I did find more things between him and Jay. So now I'm pissed. And no, this is the moment where he's supposed to be like, nah, my roommate got my email and he's talking to Jay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No. This is where the whole thing derails. So I had, again, this smartphone with the thing, the screen thing on there. Well, my smartphone, I had set the ringtone to the most annoying thing I could find, which was a rooster. (laughs) So every morning at 5 a.m., my phone would cock-a-doodle-doo to wake both of us up. And he hated it, but it was, he said it was effective and it did wake him up. So just, somebody just be dead. To, just yeah. telling you, I'd kill someone that right. that phone would get like hammer smashed day two. <laughs> I'd be like, and you'd be like, Mark, why'd you smash my phone? I'd be like, I didn't smash your phone. I wouldn't even have to wake up to smash that shit. <laughs> Asleep me would have broken it. I think, was it, maybe it wasn't the ringtone, it was the alarm. So it was the alarm that was set to the, be the rooster. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it makes sense. Five o'clock in the morning, unless you were having someone call you. No. Um, no, no wake up service at these hotels. You just got up and, and had, you know, so you were on your own. So. You're on your own. I started messaging Jay from my Yahoo. Now at this time, my Yahoo was, I don't think was necessarily linked to my adult entertainment side, but I had this Yahoo account for forever. It was one of my first emails. So, and I can't remember the actual first email, but whatever service that was didn't last very long. So when AOL came along, my family was like, no, we're never paying for AOL 
And I was like, but all the cool kids have it. They didn't want to pay for AOL. They didn't want to pay for the AOL emails, like none of it. So we just had all the free services. So it was great when Yahoo came out with their first email exchange. And I was immediately like right there, like, oh my God, I have to have this email address. Um, So I'm messaging her and I think we started chatting now on Yahoo Messenger and had an entire conversation where she claimed that she was with B at one point. She rode around in the truck with him. She told me the color of my computer, which was not just black. So unless you took it out of the laptop bag, you would not know the color of this computer. Notice she's not telling us. This is like her secret question for her credit card or something. What color was the laptop? <laughs> no, it was it was blue, right? But you think most oh, laptops we were black Yeah. Uh, at that time. So when they came out with colors, I'm like, ooh, I would love a blue, you know, hardtop on this computer. It's so awesome. So it was a blue colored computer. She was telling me that she was pregnant with his kid. Holy and just God. to backtrack, B had told me that she couldn't get pregnant and he knew that for a fact and that every time she said she was pregnant, she was faking it. Meanwhile, like long after I left B, she and I like, I used to stalk her page. I'm so sorry. I'm saying that on this podcast, but I would just check in on her every once in a while. And she was very, very pregnant. She had twins and like, you can't fake that size of a belly and you know whatever so to me you know just more evidence of B just telling his own narrative and and lying about everything it's kind of funny like the back of my brain heard like oh she can't have children and I was like he's not using protection right exactly <laughs> that, that was exactly where my brain went totally. yeah yeah so so now I confront B about this whole exchange And we were at his job. We were in the parking lot and I confront him about it. And I say, how the fuck does she know the color of my computer? So if you're telling me that you guys were never together and this never happened and she's lying to me, how the fuck does she know the color of my computer? Because now he's yelling at me, telling me all he did was give her a ride home one day when he was back in New York and she they were all out having drinks and he just gave her a ride home and i said great well then how does she know the color of my computer because that computer would have been in a laptop bag in the back seat buried under all of your crap how does she know the color of my computer do you want to know that instead of answering me he wrenched that phone out of my hands and there was a fence between the parking lot and this big grassy area. He took my phone and threw it over the fence. And that's where he started attacking me about all my conversations with G with all of my other friends and yelling at me and telling me that he was all done and how this is brilliant. How dare I talk to Jay? How dare I have a conversation with her? So now he got with her and asked her as soon as I left, because I went back to like stalk the computer and find out what their exchanges were. 
because I had access to whatever his email or something. So he went back and he asked her to send him the whole Yahoo conversation. Wow. Which, which she did, which to me was also like, God damn it, Jay. Like either you are, she just didn't have a side. She was right. going to fuck up his relationship, but she was also going to spread her legs and let him come inside. Right. So it was really a horrible situation. So I went in and I deleted that email like immediately. As soon as I saw it, I deleted it and then I emptied it out of the trash um, so that she would think it was sent to him and he would act like it was. But meanwhile, I would know like, no, you never really read it because I threw it away and, and then deleted the trash. Right. This is, this is becoming like, a, 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 we're now past like the seventh gate of who should have run. Right. <laughs> like, you're like, yes, I went and I like, you know, you know, like, you know, you're already expending bad effort into this relationship. Like right. you're beginning to do bad things now. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like this is warping your perspective in bad ways. I'm so tired and so strung out. And yes, I became someone I don't recognize. Mm -hmm. And in this iteration of my life, I tell people, like you really don't want to fuck with me because I learned at the feet of the perfect predator. And I promise you I'm little and I will lay in the grass, but I will fuck you up when I finally come for you. Right. And now it's on video. So it's going to be premeditated when it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, <I> know. <laughs> should never say things like that on tape. Got to edit that out, delete it and then empty the trash can. <laughs> exactly. <coughs> And I, I mean, we can always just end this podcast right now and just say, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Many more bad things happen because un the unfortunate news is there's so much more horrible story left to tell. So now I leave B's job site. And I'm headed over to the Verizon store. I'm just going to go get another Verizon phone. I still right. had my old one, which was linked to my old phone number from North Carolina. So I was texting Kay about everything that had happened. Because I'm you still like... You didn't go out in the field and get your phone back? Oh, no. He told me that he better not see me on the other side of the fence or he was coming to kick my fucking ass in front of everybody. Okay, that's really that's an important part of the story that you skipped over. Sorry, <laughs> I'm saying the the threatening of physical violence after the property theft. Yeah. You know, the whipping your right. phone into the field and being like, "Eh, now go get your phone back." Is some juvenile bullshit. But it's yeah. juvenile bullshit. Well, it was like this, it was it was a distraction method, in my opinion. Right. Like she he he said, "How does she know the color of my laptop?" And he had he was to do like something big. He, he had to the do phone. something big to distract from that question, and he threw the phone and totally took that conversation off track. Well, you know, I, I, I guess it's better than breaking your arm, which would also yes. have been a way to change the tone of the conversation. But yeah. Which, he, being in the parking lot at his job site, even though the job site didn't own this particular parking lot, if he broke my arm, no, 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 I get probably, it. Like you know, like like yeah. let, you know, as it is, I, I, I might have taken him up on the you know, come chase me in the weeds, but I left my phone. <laughs> right. Again, it's like you threw my phone in the weeds. I'm gonna go get my phone. 
And I told him that. I said, fucker, I'm just going to walk over there and get it. And he said, I bought you that phone. I can do whatever the fuck I want with it. And if I see you on the other side of this fence, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And okay. And that's taking things to another level as well, which is why I said it was an important point that you skipped over. Yes. Yes. Rewind. Hold on. Let's redo that part. So now I did leave the job site. I was like, well, fuck it. All right. I'm leaving that phone. I left the job site. I went to Verizon. I'm texting with Kay. I still have my old phone number. Well, lo and behold, B also had my old stupid phone number and I had forgotten that part. So now he's messaging me going, do you really love me? I don't know what to say. I mean, I do, right? Because now I'm a captive. I am already suffering from Stockholm syndrome phase one. So yes, I do love you. You're the hand that feeds me and beats the shit out of me in so many ways. So yes, I love you. Okay. Well, I love you and I want this to work. I'm, I'm so mad that you talked to Jay, but let's just put this behind us and move on from this. So I did not wind up getting a new phone, but now come all of the strings. It's, I don't want you talking to G. I don't want you talking to, this makes me uncomfortable and this makes me uncomfortable and I'm sorry, I'm so crazy and all of this stuff. So now he says, I know that there's racy pictures on that phone. Like I've taken some of you, I know that there's stuff on the phone that I don't want other people to see. We have to go get the phone. Well, I'll tell you what, as much as you want to say you would have smashed that phone with the rooster alarm, it saved the phone because that phone was sitting in the field and we didn't know exactly where it had landed. That rooster was still crowing the next morning and we found it. Oh God, what a nightmare. Uh, okay. So, well, you know, they don't make cell saying, phones like that anymore. Well, <laughs> Cause that like the yeah, morning dew would have killed yeah, the phone. Exactly. The morning dew, the fact that the battery lasted that long. Yeah, exactly. Just crowing away out there in the weeds. So we yeah. found the phone and, and B was laughing at this point. He thought it was so funny that the rooster was still going so we got the phone he wanted me to get rid of all the pictures and throw it away i was like okay and i didn't want to do that because i really like this phone (laughs) so i decided i was going to keep it and it lasted a couple of days and then at one point we got into another fight about something stupid and it wasn't as physical this time but he did yell at me and say you told me you were going to throw away that phone i want to see it in the trash okay what was his obsession with getting rid of that phone that's weird okay so so here's the thing the phone is the enemy like i don't know it's that he bought it for me and that i had this nice phone he was pissed at me and he didn't want me to have it anymore so why okay so he was punishing you why not just take it from you instead of throwing away a perfectly good phone <laughs> yeah why not make it his phone right. was it girly was it a girly phone could he not take it because it was a girly phone yeah this is where we discover she's like oh the rooster phone yes it was covered with pink unicorns 
like no i think it was a blue i think it was a blue phone so it would have been fine but i can't answer your question i don't know other than the fact that it was something that he could take away from me to punish me i'm in control of i get it it's a punishment thing it's a i i get i get the punishment part what i don't get is (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Patty and I are both cheap. We're like, yo, I, I keep the phone. What's wrong with you? Throwing away a perfectly good phone. Like, meanwhile, we're like, this abusive scumbag was terrible to her. Terrible, terrible. But the, what he did to that phone was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Should we call phone protective services? Yeah, yeah. We should call phone protective. We should we should contact the Saint Jobs in Sycamore. You know, like that man needs a haunting by Steve Jobs. Like I can understand the manipulation and the mind games and this and that, but I don't understand why he was wanted to throw away that phone. All I can think. What kind of psychopath are we dealing with here? It goes away a perfectly good quality. <laughs> all I can Patty reaches is, her limit. All I can think is that maybe in part of his brain, he thought if he took it and kept it, he would be too tempted to either be nice to me and give it back. Right. Or he thought I would catch him giving it to someone else and that he just didn't want it to cause more problems. So it was just right. easier to just take the phone away and make me throw it away to punish. You've been such a bad girl and whack that's, me on the nose with the newspaper. I think that's right. more the case here. This feels yeah. like uh, acute versus chronic behaviors. This is an yeah. acute behavior. Like he needed to punish you right then. Right. And that right. was the only thing available. So he went there. Right. So. You know, it's 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 not his chronic douchebaggery. It's his acute assholery that was in there. Right. No. right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, this was just a particularly weird moment, and and Patty and I will have a moment of silence for that poor phone. <laughs> I want to say something. Let's think about this for a second. What are the chances that B made me throw it away in the trash? And then went behind me, took it out of the trash, and wound up giving it to someone else. Anyway, I was just gonna say that and gave it. To that me. sounds possible too. <laughs> and, and smooth things over with her. Yeah, exactly. It upsets me talking about this stuff, and then it upsets me to see your guys's reaction because even I cringe a little bit for that girl who was like, "I don't know what I was doing. I don't know." I really, I can't answer that question. I don't know why I stayed. I don't know why I tolerated it. I don't know why I didn't see it for what it was. And all I keep saying is it was all so new to me then and so unbelievable that I thought I just have to be better. I just have to be, I just have to behave myself and I have to do what he wants and I will make him happy and he will love me again like he did in the beginning. This feels like content. But uh, I feel like it's the same thing that everyone always says, hindsight is twenty twenty. I'm not a trained psychologist, but, you know, you were young. You had never been in a relationship with anybody manipulative before. Like, everybody was, and he was a master of manipulation. You didn't even know if you were coming or going. Like, it was so, he just manipulated you so well and so much. And like we said, little by little or maybe not so little by little started closing you off from the outside world that he was your only 
person physically at least like you may have had contact via phone with people but like I feel like a lot of it was that fear of ending up completely alone because you were upset with your family you you know what I mean like yeah he really isolated you to the point where it was him that you had and if you didn't have him you were literally completely alone that's how you felt I'll agree also that I don't feel I'm a professional, but in my unprofessional opinion, uh, rebound relationships are often dysfunctional. <laughs> this is a rebound relationship right here. So, right. you know, the decisions that led uh, sunken cost is a huge problem for a lot of people. It's like, I've put all this work into this person. I can't give it up and walk away. It's like, you know, the, 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 the illogic of like, you know, five years in, I have to keep going. Like, you know, right. like, that's not the way things work, but and everyone I think has a problem. I feel like logic. as women, unfortunately, we have that, not me in particular, but us as a gender have that fear of being alone like or especially back then there wasn't this women's empowerment movement that is now where you're I mean you can be on anything and it's like you go girl you know everything is you can do you you can be whatever you want you don't need anybody just do it you know where back <laughs> then it wasn't so like right. women are powerful and women can do whatever they want on their own and we don't need a man and we you know like nowadays like i mean it's to the point where i feel like people don't even believe in love anymore because it's like i don't need anybody i can do everything by myself like i feel well, like the human race is gonna turn asexual at any point like our genitals are gonna change because people like don't even want to be in relationships anymore right and i feel like back then i wasn't hobbit enough to take that first step out the door solo and go right. walk to mordor like i wasn't ready right. to do that so i was clinging on to you know this image of well this is what i wanted right i was promised eden when i married Kay. this is my eden not watching everything around me turn to poison right. yeah. and and that's part of what i was getting into is that you jump deeply into the sunken cost problem with a rebound relationship because right. it's not even actual effort it's inferred effort it's like i gave up showcase one to right. go for what's behind door number three this is what i got and you know showcase number one was worth seventeen thousand dollars so obviously i must have made a good choice when i made this decision. Right, right right you know like the logic you didn't you know you, you you think like you know you weren't that invested in this person so therefore like why were you putting you know allowing it to be act like an anchor like this but the reality is is that you'd kind of like taken out credit on k and then dropped it on b right right Yes. You know, and, and that was what, you know, it, the, if this was a mistake, then you start confronting difficult questions like, should I still be with Kay? Like, yes. did I fuck that up? Or, you know, should I be off trying to figure out who I am by myself? Which seems like eventually you get there, but it takes a while and it's very painful. 
Yes, but, very. <laughs> I'm just and saying, I think like, part of it too you know, was sheer determination. Everybody in my family told me I was wrong. I had made the wrong choice. And I remember having a conversation with my mom and telling her, you know, if this is a mistake, it's a mistake I have to make. I still stand by that sentiment because mm -hmm. I don't think that without this particular journey, I would be where, uh, where I am today or as strong as I am today. Right. Okay. Right. You know, and, and, you know, you know, it, it is the past. We can respect right. that. You right. Know, you can't become, you can't get here without going through there. Thank you for joining us at Bittersweet Toxicity. The show was brought to you by North Circus Productions, LLC. Artwork was done by Vin Lisa. Music was mixed by me, Vanessa. Sound effects were borrowed from Zapsplat. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Bittersweet Toxicity Podcast. And if you would like to support the hosts, you can find us at Bittersweet Pod on buymeacoffee.com.